the college football experience, Louisiana tech Bulldogs season preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. get started today. And you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. Brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. Yes, you can use the uh, free $25 to enter their Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience, Louisiana tech bulldog season preview. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and we're talking Louisiana tech football skip holds. Give me the Dundee music here. The bulldogs have been doing it lately. Give me that pick Dundee music. All right. This is Louisiana tech. All right, this is Skip Holtz's team. Seven straight bowl games, seven straight seasons of being 500 or better. He's only been there eight years, guys. Eight years, and he's only had one losing season. That was his first season, but this is a rich program. Before that, it was Sonny Dykes, and he was winning there. All right, Louisiana Tech goes back to the days of Terry Bradshaw, Tim Rattay, Troy Edwards. I mean, this is, this is a program that is, I mean, seven straight bowl games, six and one of those bowl games, including wins against the Miami hurricanes. All right. Um, this is a rich program. I expect them to be contending in the conference USA again this year, despite what you look and say, Oh, five and five season. I still think they will be contending and we're going to have a guest uh, that, that knows Louisiana tech football better than most. Yes, we're going to have publisher of the bleedtechblue.com website uh, with Rivals Network Ben Carlisle going to join. He's also uh, head of the Bleed Tech Blue Twitter account. So, give him a follow there. You can also find him on uh on Twitter at bcarlisle37. But yes, we're going to have Ben join us and talk uh Louisiana Tech football. Going to be a blast as I'm sure he's excited and optimistic about the season moving forward. And look, Holtz is a winner. He's a proven winner. Obviously you guys know I'm an ECU guy. So, but it really, when you look at what he did at ECU, it's similar. He only had one losing season at ECU and that was year one when he went five and six. Yes. He had that uh, tough time at, at South Florida well, out the gate. He was eight and five and then he had two losing seasons, but they kind of pulled the plug on him early. 
guy's a proven winner. And I think, uh, I think despite you see a, a, a team that looks pretty young on offense, I still think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. And we're going to, we're going to get more to that right now. I believe we're going to have Ben joining right now. Joining us on the College Football Experience podcast is publisher of the bleedtechblue.com uh with the Rivals Network. I give you Ben Carlisle. Ben also uh runs the Twitter account bleedtechblue. You got to check that out. We're talking Louisiana Tech football, Ben. I appreciate you hopping on and talking uh Bulldog football. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all having me on today. Yeah, and and you look at this se- I mean a season ago First off, big Skip Holtz fan here, ECU guy here. So I've been I've been knowing about Skip for a long time, uh, and and you look last season five and five, but you had injuries, you had COVID situation. What do you make of the Bulldogs' season a year ago? Yeah, you know I think that's the question we get. You know, with anyone that obviously doesn't cover the program on a day to day basis, and obviously you know how. Uh, fans are, you know, fans are looking for the, you know, eight, nine win seasons, regardless of how many games you play, uh, regardless of the situations at hand. But I, I think that when you look back at 2020, the biggest thing for me was it was very difficult uh, to evaluate this team on a team standard. I think it was more of an individual growing year. Uh, they were coming off a 10 win season back in 2019. Uh, we're, we're replacing their offensive and defensive coordinators, we're replacing conference USA offensive player of the year at quarterback, replacing 10 starters on defense. You throw COVID into the equation, uh, just kind of really slowed things down from a developmental standpoint on the team side of things. And I think you could see that throughout the year. Uh, they had some big wins. The season opener uh, came down to the final seconds with a win over Southern Miss. They beat UAB and double overtime. And then you had some low points as well, a 31, 14 home loss to Marshall. Uh, obviously you lose big at TCU and then you lose the bowl game 38 to three, but all in all, I think it was from tech's point of view with all the different moving variables with COVID new guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, like you said, guys out of the lineup on a week to week basis, even days before games, uh, there was times when they were starting two true freshmen at offensive tackle. Um, it was just a lot to deal with uh, for a team that was breaking in so many new pieces. So from an individual standpoint, it was get good to get a lot of those young guys, some experience. Yeah. And you, and you look and, and Holtz has you guys, what it's seven straight bulls. Uh, he was undefeated in bulls until a season ago, but in general, only one losing season with Holtz. And that was his first year in 2013. You gotta be happy with the trajectory of this program, even with the five and five season. Uh, you, 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 you look at this roster and I'm curious because Luke Anthony senior quarterback that the a bad leg injury, he missed spring ball. And I see Austin Kendall, the West Virginia transfer who used to be previously at Oklahoma before that. What's what's, what do you think is going to happen with the quarterback situation when, when they, when they play week one? Yeah, I feel pretty confident right now. Obviously yesterday, the news comes out that was on Thursday, July the 8th, that Austin Kendall would be transferring in from West Virginia. He's on campus now um, going through team workouts, getting accustomed to the play, but I feel pretty confident saying right now uh, come the opener on September the 4th, he'll likely be the guy uh, that takes the first snaps for Louisiana tech. Uh, You talk about the leg injury that Luke Anthony had. Um, it's never easy to come back from an injury like that. Uh, so I would expect that, you know, if he's not ready to go on day one of fall camp, he'll be ready to go 
at some point this year. Then you have some young guys behind him. Aaron Allen's played a little bit. Uh, JD Head saw some time in the bowl game. But right now, from a standpoint of what they've done this offseason, I'm sure we'll get into this, but they've brought in 14 transfers. And I think Kendall was kind of that last piece of the puzzle that if you're going to bring in all these experienced guys in this new era of college football, uh, you might as well go get the quarterback so that you feel comfortable about the most important position on the field. And I think that's what Austin Kendall brings to this team. A lot of talent at running back, a lot of talent at receiver. Uh, they've added three grad transfers on the offensive line. So if he can bring some steadiness to the position, I think you'll see tech uh, right back in the hunt in conference USA. Yeah. And you look, they got five starters back on offense, 78th in scoring offense a season ago, 119th in rushing offense, which is very unskip Holtz like uh, 74th in passing offense charting at 117 out of a, a 127. Um, last year you already hit on that. I, so I think you throw all those numbers out. You look, I, I am surprised by the rushing statistics, but you, you already hit on the fact they started two freshman offensive tackles, certain games. Um, but just two of five offensive linemen are back. I think that's the real question mark. You hit on the grad transfers coming in. I can tell you this, Marcus Williams, I, as a guy that been to some, I was at an app state game two years ago where I saw him live. I've, I've always been impressed with Marcus Williams. I was shocked that uh, app state didn't give him more carries last year. I know they have a talented backfield, but they got him. They got a Vandy transfer Keon Henry Brooks. I think the the real missing piece has been that ground game, uh, at least from a season ago. What, what, how, how's that looking? How do you think? And the O line is is so essential. I feel like on this team. Yeah, there, there's no doubt that a year ago the the inability to run the football is what played into a lot of the offensive issues. Uh, we mentioned that the two freshman offensive tackle they couldn't necessarily protect the passer. And when you can't run the ball and you can't protect the passer, you're obviously going to run into a lot of offensive issues. But bringing Henry Brooks in, bringing Marcus Williams in gives you a nice one-two punch at running back. Uh, of course, Henry Brooks averaged 125 yards, uh, total yards a game at Vandy a year ago. I think Marcus Williams had over 2,200 career yards at App State. They've added uh, Chris Fournier, an offensive tackle from Lehigh, had 24 career starts at Lehigh. Kelton Hollins is a center guard type, uh, had 11 career starts at TCU, and they added a right tackle as well that was here for the spring, Samuel Williams from ULM that has 14 career starts under his belt. And then on top of all that in the off season, they brought in Dave DeGuglielmo to be the new offensive line coach, uh, coach Googe, as they call him, spent the last 18 years in the NFL has a couple of super bowl wins, uh, with Eli Manning and Tom Brady. So they've definitely taken steps forward. I think they understand that if we're going to be successful on the offensive side of the ball, we have to be better up front. We have to run the football to set some play action up for whichever quarterbacks back there. And I think that's been a lot of where the focus has been this off season. Yeah. And I think you, if you're looking at the roster, you say, well, the skill positions you like, uh, obviously bringing Kendall in and then your running backs look good. The wideouts look fantastic. I think with, with uh, you know, Isaiah Graham and Griffin Herbert and smoke Harrison and, and Trey Harris, I think you're, you're set there. I think your offense is going to go as that O line goes. So I think, uh, yeah, a room to be optimistic. If you're a bulldog fan now, defensively, you return 10 starters, 96th in scoring defense a season ago, 96 in rushing defense as well. 59th against the pass eight charting at 81 overall. You bring almost everybody back, but what, what, and, and then you go out in the transfer portal and just load up in the secondary um, player. I mean, you got a guy from Arkansas, a guy from Tennessee, a guy from Vandy adding a secondary that returns everyone led by BJ Williams. What do you expect out of this defense? Cause against the run, they were pretty flawed and, and 
I, I don't know the pass defense 59th. You got to like what you're bringing back then. Yeah. I think all the defensive side of the ball last year, like, like we mentioned, you were replacing 10 starters, bringing in a new defensive coordinator uh, to me. I, and I, like you mentioned, I think the on paper, the big issue was you couldn't stop the run, but the bigger issue was in the secondary replacing two guys in a meek Robertson, Legereus Sneed that were off to the NFL. They couldn't necessarily play man to man on third and six. They couldn't get up in a receiver and play bump and have the ability to slow them down. So they really struggled stopping teams on third down, which is why I see or why they went out and got a guy like a Balin Buchanan, like an Elijah Hamilton, uh, Jaquez Payton from Jacksonville State. Miles Mason's more of a thumper from Arkansas at safety. Uh, but now that they have those guys back there, they'll be able to play more man to man. I believe they get the best linebacker core in conference USA. So now David Blackwell in his second year as a defensive coordinator, he'll be able to do some more mixing and matching with his personnel, bring more pressure from some different spots. So they're not relying on that front three, that front four to bring that pressure up front. Now that they got some guys on the back end that can truly lock down some opposing receivers. I like it. I like what I hear. Look, and, and I got to bring this up because I, I look at the win total set in Vegas and I see four is the win total four. Easiest over in college football, uh, right? I mean, blindly, I'm going to go step by step through the schedule here before we get you out of here. But I, I know Skip Holtz. I, I know La Tech has had what seven straight bowl games. They, even last year, in a crazy season, they go five and five. I, I just don't get how they set that number. Um, maybe they were concerned at the quarterback play. I don't know. Normally, Vegas is spot on. I feel like, but I have no idea how they came up with that number. And, and let's dive into the schedule. Week one, they play. Uh, a good friend of the program here, Mike Leach in Mississippi State. But uh, you know, as much as we're friends with Coach Leach here, uh, that offense wasn't wasn't really doing much last year. But I, I, to his credit, I will say, not having spring ball, imp- implementing a, a, a very kind of complex offensive system based on timing in that in that capacity, uh, I would expect them to be a lot better on offense. Just the fact you're getting spring ball. And uh, another another year of reps for their freshman quarterback, but I still think this is a this is a game. I think it's a game. What, what's your take on that one out the gate against Mississippi State? Yeah, I, I think it'll be a tough one. You know, Tech and Mississippi State have squared off, I believe, 2014, 2017, and maybe twenty eighteen as well. So uh, two programs real familiar with themselves. Obviously, Mike Leach in his second year. Uh, Will Rogers obviously be back as a returning start at quarterback, maybe. Jack Abraham sneaks into the conversation as well, but it's going to be tough for tech to go on the road in a hostile environment. First game of the year, breaking in a new quarterback in Austin Kendall. But listen, if you look up and you told me that middle of the third quarter, we had a game on our hands. I don't think I would be all that surprised, but I do think that Mississippi state should probably be, I don't know, two touchdown, maybe a 17 point favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I would expect Mississippi State to get the win. I was trying to cater to you, man, but uh, Zach Arnett, the defensive coordinator there at Mississippi State, He's really think, good. Yeah, I, I like I like him a lot. So, okay, Owen, let's just play devil's advocate. Owen went out the gate, even though I still think I wouldn't be shocked. If that was twenty four twenty in the fourth quarter. Um, week two, you take you take on Southeast Louisiana, and I think for our fans that don't know, Southeast Louisiana was like a ranked FCS team. They got a stud quarterback named Cole Kelly from Arkansas, Cole Kelly. Uh, yep. and I think he's I think he's going to be a fifth year senior. So uh, with the with the COVID uh, extra year, essentially, the this is a better team than I think most people realize. This, this no, there's there's no doubt, and you talk about Southeastern Cole Kelly. He's the name that kind of jumps off the page. 
think he won the Walter Payton Award a year ago, which is equivalent of the FCS Heisman Trophy. That'll probably be a wild one. I think Tech hosted Houston Baptist last year with Bailey Zappi. Uh, somewhere like a 66 to 40 type game. Probably another one on our head. Probably a five hour affair in <laughs> Ruston in week two. Uh, I'm, I'm favoring you guys here. I think the physicality of La Tech will probably be the difference in the game, but it's a dangerous opponent because if, if you come out flat, no doubt. If you come out flat, Cole Kelly and, and the Lions might be able to do some damage. But I got you guys one, one and one there. Then you're home to SMU, who I think is one of the more exciting teams in college football because I. Look, I've been a Jim Levitt guy for a long time, and 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 Sonny Dykes running that air raid, going out and getting Jim Levitt. And I actually just saw they landed some nice recruits and a transfer from Oregon. But I I, I kind of like what SMU is doing here, so I'm actually going to favor SMU. But it still wouldn't shock me if La Tech beats SMU. What's your take on this one? Yeah, of course, Sonny Dykes coming back to Ruston after he spent three years as the head coach from I believe 2010 to 2012. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a big swing game when you look at it from Tech's perspective. Uh, Tanner Mordecai, the Oklahoma transfer, or is it Preston Stone at quarterback? Um, is their offense into high gear by week three? Uh, that's a question mark for SMU. We know that they've uh, generally struggled. Sonny Dykes' coach teams have generally struggled on the defensive side. Tech's at home, so 2.30 uh, p.m. kickoff mid-September in Ruston. It's going to be hot, humid. Uh, you name it. So it'll be interesting to see how Skip Holtz and his staff chooses to attack an SMU defense. Uh, I would imagine if you asked me today, uh, I would think Tech's going to try to run the ball probably 45, 50 times, keep the ball out of SMU's offense's hands, and, uh, you know, come middle of the fourth quarter, hopefully you're within one score and get a chance to go win the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that game plan. I, I'm, I'm so intrigued to see Levitt, uh, who was very aggressive. Uh, defensively uh, with, with the air raid. I've never seen him. I, I mean, he was at Florida Atlantic for la- last year, just last year. And then prior to that, he was at, uh, well, I think he was like doing some, some consulting for Florida state. But uh, b- before that he was the DC of Oregon and Colorado. And then uh, with the San Francisco 49ers and Jim Harbaugh. So um, I, I I'm very interested to watch SMU this year, but then, okay. So, so I, I got it. I'm with you. It's a 50, 50 game. If I had to, Gun to my head, I would have taken SMU there. I I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I got you beating Seth Latrell in North Texas in Week Four home open or conference opener, I believe. Um, what, what's your take on that one? I'd agree. Yeah, I'd yeah. agree. I, I think the North Texas program, obviously, they've had some issues over the past couple of years. I think Seth does a good job with those guys, but I don't think they're going to be in that upper tier of Conference USA here in 2021. Yeah, yeah. So so it. Two and two, potentially three, three and one, and and maybe even if you're able to sneak off an upset against Mississippi State, four and zero. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, then you you take you go to Raleigh, take on Dave Doran's NC State squad. I'm kind of high. Look, as an ECU guy, I hate to say this, I think NC State could be solid this year. I hate you know I, I'm not a fan of NC State ever since they suspended the rivalry against ECU because we stormed their field and took down their goalpost in Raleigh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, I, I, I gun to my head. I think I got to take NC State here. What's your take on this one? No, I'd agree with that. That's a, that's a tough trip for Louisiana Tech out to the East Coast. I believe the last time Tech faced off with the Wolfpack was back in 2013, uh, which was Skip's first year. It's kind of been kind of interesting. You know, Louisiana Tech hosted a baseball regional this year. NC State was in that regional. Tech travels out there in football. They'll also travel out there in basketball. Two schools kind of 
ACC Conference USA kind of getting along a little bit more than you'd probably expect. But yeah, I would think NC State probably handles business in that one. Any chance you're going to this game? Not planning on it right now, but things could change. Okay, well, I might have to throw in some money if if you guys pull the upset on you guys taking down the goalpost, you and a crew taking <laughs> down that goalpost, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, moving moving further along, you get a bye week, and then you're you're at UTEP, which once again I can't understand this over because this is I unfortunately UTEP hasn't been very good in a long time since like the '90s. Um, I, I'm this is not a close game. I don't think. I think La Tech destroys UTEP, and uh, that would put you guys for me at three and three once again. Now you're going into conference schedule, so all you would need is one more win after this. You have them beating UTEP, correct? Yes, I do. Tough trip out to the Sun Bowl, uh, place that Tech normally doesn't play all that well. But I think Tech can out talent a team like UTEP. Yeah, I, I would agree. Then you're home to UTSA, which I thought was one of the more interesting teams last year. When you, I mean, uh, UTSA, the Roadrunners. Um, they they kind of came out of nowhere. Jeff Trailer, year one, I, I was really impressed considering that I think I watched a couple different times are using different quarterbacks, but getting some wins here. I think this is a game, but I'd still say it's a home game. I'm going to favor you guys. What do you think there? Yeah, I, I think it's a 50, 50 type game. I'd probably lean towards tech with it being a home game. Um, you, you look at UTSA, what Jeff Trailer's done. He's really adopted a, he's developed a personality with that program, which they struggled with for a number of years, especially under Frank Wilson. But sincere McCormick is really good at running back. He's probably the best tailback in the conference. Uh, they'll lean on him throughout the year, but I think tech makes a few more plays in this one uh, and knocks off UTSA. I mean, that puts us at four right there, right? And then you got the whole season. You got the whole season ahead of you just to get one win. If you're going to bet that, but okay. Uh, after that, you're at old dominion. They uh, I'm surprised the New York times didn't give them a national championship because they gave UConn <laughs> a national championship for not playing football. What an idiotic publication. Anyway, uh, ODU punted on the season last year. Ricky Renee, I kind I mean, the hire seemed interesting two years ago. I, I kind of felt yeah. a feel for the guy, but uh, I, I know they got Daryl Mack, I think, as one of their potential quarterbacks that could start their UCF transfer. Um, I, once again, I'm, I'm on La Tech here. Yeah, I think Tech goes up to Norfolk and handles business. Uh, hopefully, ODU. I uh, don't know. Last time they won a game, it might be back in 2018. <laughs> Beat the defending national champs? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the following week. So th- there you go. I mean, we have them right there as as having five wins right there. You're on your over. Then they're at UAB. They beat UAB a season ago. I do like what Bill Clark and UAB have been doing. I still say this is a game, though. I still say I mean I would favor I'd probably favor UAB by a field goal, but I still think this is a game. No, it's one of those rivalry games where neither one of these two teams ever seems to knock off one another by more than you know, like you said, three or six points in a given year. Tech won a double overtime game a year ago in Ruston. Uh, U, UAB, we know what they are. They're, they're ground and pound offense. They're going to play good defense under Bill Clark. Uh, can Skip Holtz take his team out there and kind of. Uh, help develop that mantra that they're trying to develop up front on the offensive and defensive lines and handle a physical UAB team. Uh, I think the interesting part of that is it's an 11 a.m. kick in Birmingham, uh, of course, in the new stadium at uh, UAB. So it'll be interesting to see how both those teams, we don't see too many 11 a.m. kicks in Conference USA. 
Uh, I want to say UAB starts the season um, with, I think four road games. Yes. Yeah. My, correct. Um, and and that, I just, what are they doing? What are they doing to that team? <laughs> uh, I think the stadium's not expected to be ready until the beginning of October. So I don't know if they necessarily had a choice. That might make sense, and probably COVID related there too. So uh, I think that's a 50-50 game. Then they're home to Charlotte, the 49ers. Uh, I am high on Will Healy. I think Will Healy's a really good coach, and I think last year. Uh, for year one was great with Healy, but I think last year was kind of an outlier. They had crazy COVID issues. So I do think that's going to be a game, but I'd still favor you guys against Charlotte. What, what's your take on that one? No, I, I'd agree. Uh, like you said, I think Will Healy's a good coach. I think Chris Riddle's pretty good at quarterback, but I think this is a game that Louisiana tech takes care of business. Uh, listen, month of November as well. It's kind of moving time. If you're going to make a run at a conference championship and uh, like like we've mentioned throughout, I think Tech will be right there in the mix. And if you're going to compete for a conference championship, this is the type of game you have to win at home. Yeah, yeah. And then the following week, they get Will Hall and Southern Miss. I actually like that hire a lot, but I still say they're not there yet. Although Frank Gore Jr., I was impressed with him last year. Um, that's still a win for you guys. I, I know it was a close game a season ago. I'd still say the Bulldogs got that in Ruston. What's your take there? Yeah. Yeah, Tech's won the last two in this series. Back in 2019, they won a 14-point game at home. Uh, of course, the thriller a year ago in Hattiesburg. But yeah, I think they take care of business. I think Will Hall is going to do a great job at Southern Miss, but uh, probably be year two, year three, year four before we they start to really reap the rewards of what him and his staff will do. Uh, yeah, and then you end the season at Rice. I do think Rice kind of kind of going in the right direction. I was impressed with that Marshall performance a year ago, but. Um, that's still, that's still, I'd favor you guys at, at rice. This is, I can't believe that the win totals at four. What am I missing here? I th- I'm assuming you got them beating rice. Yeah, I have a beaten rice and listen, I think, um, tech's always going to be favored playing rice, but the, the style of play that Mike Bloomgren and his staff have brought into conference USA is something that has always given Louisiana tech fits uh, a lot of 22 personnel, uh, take the air out of the football. You only get five possessions each half. Uh, of course, Dylan McCaffrey brought in to be the new, or Luke McCaffrey may being brought in to be the new quarterback. So we'll see how that goes. But I think Tech's favored going into that game. And you talk about the over under as a whole uh, at four and a half. I, I think most of that has to be has to have something to do with Luke Anthony having the foot injury, ankle injury, the uncertainty of quarterback. You see ten starters back on defense, but they weren't very good. So how good is? 10 starters coming back on defense. So I think putting all of that, I thought, like I said in the open, I think it's the easiest over in college football, but I think you could somehow figure out a way to see why Louisiana tech might only win four or five games. But I think this is probably a seven to nine win team. But, but I mean, look, Holtz hasn't won less than five games and they only played a 10 game season a year ago. Uh, the win total is at four. I'm seeing it right now at four, but maybe there's a four and a half out there, but at f- his first year in 2013, they were at four and eight. So even yeah. if you were to, I mean, go back to his worst year in Ruston, you'd still push. I don't understand <laughs> it. Um, and, and I'm on the over and I, I I'm going to Vegas in a few months. So I got to take care of a bunch of tickets there. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm on the over too. And I think they're cont- I I firmly believe that they're a contender in the, uh, in the conference USA despite, you know, a five and five season, a season ago. So uh, yeah, uh, give me that all day. Uh, I really appreciate you hopping on the show guys. Once again, Ben Carlisle, give him a follow on Twitter at B Carlisle. 
37. And also make sure you follow. He's the publisher of bleed tech blue.com with the rivals network. That's on Twitter at bleed tech blue. You got to follow it. Get in tune with uh, some La tech football. I'm excited for the season and I appreciate you hopping on Ben. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. That was awesome. That was really awesome. Once again, thanks to Ben Carlisle and make sure you check out bleedtechblue.com and uh, bleed tech blue on Twitter. And also B Carlisle 37 on Twitter. Got to have him back breaking down some, some games, you know, as uh as the season, you know, maybe that week they're playing Mississippi state, our friend coach Leach, maybe I'll have him back that week or uh, some of the other big games on the schedule. So, uh, but yeah, I think you got to smash that over. Got to smash that over on Louisiana tech. Cause I think this is one of the best locks. Uh, I completely agree with Ben that uh, this one is, is a lock. So uh, you got to go there, go Vegas, your sports book, win bet, whatever. All right. That's easy cash in the bank account right there. Guys, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe because well, we have a podcast for all 130 teams brewing. All right. I think we're like 50 something in right now. Got another, what, uh, what's my math there? Another 80 to go sign me up. Let's do it. There will be some FCS podcast too. There also will be some 2.0s. Yes. Two episodes for the same team. Boise state's already got two. there's talk of Liberty. There's talk of Kentucky. There's talk of Boston college. Stay tuned. Uh, some, cause I wanted to get certain guests on that perhaps were out of town or, or, you know, occupied in some way or another. So stay tuned, subscribe to the college football experience. Tell a friend also subscribe to the college basketball experience. Cause we talk college basketball year round over there. So any La tech fans, any Carl Malone fans from back in the day, hop on over to the college basketball experience, subscribe. Cause we do talk college basketball year round over there and college football year round over here. So yes, do that. And uh, look me, Patty C NC, Nick, my co-hosts that are normally with me that aren't on this episode. We handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. We've been doing that for four years. Never had a losing season independently for each college football season, picking every division one game, never had a losing season. So obviously and college basketball. So as a collective, we obviously were way over 500, but independently, we've never had a losing season. We're also way over 500 on our locks. So we give you all that for free on the SGPN app. Download that app. Not only will you get our picks for free, uh, you'll get everything. Uh, we just did an uh, we just did an episode with Larry the Cable Guy talking Nebraska football and, and a little golf. Um, we got some great guests lined up for next week. Uh, so you'll get all of that right there. You also get our, our articles. NC Nick, uh, Terrell Furman, uh, tons of great writers over at SportsGamblingPodcast dot com that uh, have their articles up. And you'll get all of that right there. And also our contest, it's going to, the SGPN app is the only way to enter our contest. So we're get we gave away a thousand dollars for the NBA finals free roll. Come on now, check it out, download that app. And if you do make sure you give us a review. All right. Cause we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. Give us a five-star review. Say some nice things about us. If you do take a screenshot of your review. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Give me a follow and show me that screenshot. And I will send you a college football experience, t-shirt or college basketball experience, whatever you prefer. All right. Brand new shirt studies say uh, your chance of getting, getting uh, hitched or getting, uh, you know, some type of affection from somebody go great, go greatly up when you're wearing new clothing. All right. 
I it, studies. Uh, there's a study in Oxford, England, I believe, right? It's a study f- that I've learned myself because I truly believe that. Um, get that free shirt at the Colby D. Come on now, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give them a follow. Make sure you follow the College Football Experience now on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Uh, and make sure you follow the Sports Gathering Podcast Network at the SGP Network. Give all of them a follow. Check out the Slack channel, Sports Gathering Podcast, as well. All right, folks, this is the college football experience, Louisiana Tech Bulldog style. Hammer that over. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.